Hey, everybody, time for another Code Pen Radio. This is 354, and I have uh, what I'd consider real Code Pen royalty, Code Pen luminary on the show, Steve and Steve Gardner. How you doing, Steve? I'm good. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. I think we've met before one time somewhere, some conference years yeah, ago. Yeah, we met at Jamstackconf, I believe. Oh, fantastic. Well, back when Jamstack was cool. Still is, really, but it had a had a heyday there for a minute, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was the first one actually as well in uh, in San Fran. So oh, nice. nice. Yeah, fantastic. Well, we meet again. <laughs> yeah, I asked you on the show, and then and then I've done this to a few people so far. Now they're like, "Yeah, but it's like been a minute since I've had a you know, I've had time to you know do any creative coding or put anything on code pen or anything." Which I understand. Life life has its way of taking us in different directions. To yeah, yeah, uh, I, but it's it's been you know like like for a lot of people it's been it's been a bit of a difficult few years. So you know, creativity hasn't maybe flown as well as I'd like to have done. But uh, I think I feel like it's coming back now. Like I feel like I'm getting I'm getting Do you the really? desire. Yeah, yeah, it's coming back now. I think. Yeah, good. I've heard that and, and heard plenty of of defenses of it too. Like, don't be hard on yourself for not feeling creative. Like, creativity comes from a certain place that is damaged by the type of crap that was happening in the world the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know? and you can't force it as well. If you really try and force it, it just doesn't work, does it? Like it just you just Right, right. It doesn't click. So so totally understandable in that way. But you have some of uh some 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 beautiful pens from not that it's not like it's been ten years, man. It hasn't been that no, long, no. really. Um, some of my favorite pens of all time, certainly my daughter's favorite pens of all time. The uh, the Christmas Canon, which you've produced, uh, is a household favorite for sure. Daughter sits yeah, on my yeah. lap and just and just <laughs> smashes that that space bar all day long. That's <laughs> yeah, a, my kids did the same. Yeah, yeah. Was, I, had them, I had them testing that one a lot. <laughs> Uh, that's a good one. I got. I, I, we can get into that th- that kind of thing a little bit. I think it's fun to talk about particular pens, if that's okay. If you if you <laughs> remember them to some degree. So this is a. I th- when I whenever I think something like this, I'm thinking like it's probably Canvas and 3JS and stuff. Is this a 3JS deal? Yep. Yeah. It's a 3JS and Canon JS because 3JS <laughs> doesn't do physics on its own. So there's a there's a 3D oh. uh, a physics library called Canon JS. Which is appropriate for making a Christmas cannon. I thought that was a good uh, matchup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It but, seems like a, probably a, what that library was meant to do. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. I didn't even realize that, that, that 3JS is 3D, but that doesn't mean that it's, uh, it's necessarily interested in mo- movement necessarily not really no so like you know um I, I don't know if it handles much in the way of animation so i i've always used gsap with it um and and then yeah for the oh. physics uh, i've yeah. used canon as a few others um but yeah no it doesn't i mean i guess that would make it pretty heavy it's already quite big so you, you don't want to be adding all that extra stuff to it i see i see so oh that's funny that for the movement period then you reach for gsap but gsap doesn't care about physics so then you need a physics library too oh, what a what a yeah. house of cards yeah and i often mix it up as well so maybe uh you know if i need to have something animate in the physics you can ask gsap to amend the velocity figure or whatever in the physics so you can kind of all mix and match. Oh, sweet all right so for the for the you know the radio listening people it's kind of like a 
th- three walls of a room, a floor and two walls. And there's like a couch and everything kind of plops into place as you start this thing. There's a fireplace on the wall and stuff. And old Steve's face comes up. Classic. <laughs> you have kind of a an unmistakable avatar, which we can get into a little bit more later because I think there's uh, some interesting stories there. But you greet us and, and warn us that this stark white room isn't very Christmassy at all, isn't it? And then out comes the cannon and you start firing <coughs> presents and ornaments and all kinds of stuff into the room. I don't, everything about this is interesting, but let's say it was my goal today. I woke up and I was like, I am going to make a room and I'm going to put a model of a TV in it. Do you think I could get it done? Now, I know you don't know what I know, I'm just asking, like, did did you have to sit here and hand model a TV? Or is there, can you like download like TV.3D and like just use it? Yeah, so there is. Yeah, so there was, um, Google had a thing called uh, Poly, poly.google or something. I can't remember what it's called, but they, they that, that's where I got those models from. But that doesn't exist anymore. Um, but there are a couple more. I for, I've forgotten what, what one other sort of took on the reins and, and took all the all the models from from Google because they're all sort of open source mm-hmm. and sort of hosted them somewhere else. And then there's another one, um, a new one that's popped up, which is really good as well. So there are plenty of good options for getting uh, three. You need a TV, free... you can get a TV, you know? Yeah. 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 In sofas. I mean, it's, uh, if you want something really high def, you're going to have to start paying for it, I think. But for this sort of thing, like you can, you can find nice. it. Right. I'd think of it like a, an icon library, right? Most people aren't handcrafting their own icons, but if you want a really good set, you probably are going to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, with this stuff though, uh, it tends to be a bit weird. Like I, I, I mean, a lot of that stuff I had to bring into Blender, not to model it, but just to resize it and get it kind of all the same size. Cause oh. you know, the table might be made by one person, a, a, a scale that's different to the, the sofa by another. And, you know, so you, I kind of have to go in and just kind of normalize right. all the sizes. So Blender being some kind of 3D software. So what is Blender? Blender, yeah. So Blender is an amazing piece of software, actually. It's, uh, it's gotten, like, really good. I mean, I, I I opened it up, like, eight years ago, and it was the hardest thing to get into. Like, I found it really difficult to learn. Um, but mm-hmm. recently, uh, probably like, a couple of years ago, I, I opened it up again, and it, it just looked completely different. Like, it's so much better now. Um, but, yeah, it's free and open source, I think. So, yeah, it's really good. God, how does that work? That's amazing, you know? Uh, it gets a lot of... It gets a lot of um, money from from big companies i think so that's good oh what a cool success story i should probably learn more about that there's you know in the world of like you know i guess non-3d graphics you know if you're like what's the free version of photoshop everybody would say gimp you know and Mm. that's fine i'm sure lots of lots of happy and healthy gimp community it's lasted for a long time but i would argue that you open it and it's not it's not like widely celebrated for its greatness you know what i mean sorry gimp people i'm sure maybe there's plenty (laughs) of people that do think it's great but they don't speak about it as highly as you're speaking about blender you know yeah no and i think i think if you'd yeah if you'd gone back eight years ago it kind of had that feel from my point of view anyway sort of opening up it kind of felt like like not much work had gone into the ui so it was probably quite powerful but it wasn't easy to learn and things were a bit weird so i think they've really changed it up in the last you know or five years i don't know how long it's been now and is it for 3d modeling like if i'm a 3d that's my goal in life is to like work for pixar or something and i'm 14 years old right now it might be a decent piece of software to pick up and start yeah absolutely definitely yeah yeah okay all right well that's interesting so you get these models you resize them you plop them down in the room i don't know what plopping down entails but there's some lines of code (laughs) here so you could probably (laughs) figure it out if you had to 
God bless open source, I guess. And then how, how do the rest of the pieces uh, come together? So that's the tricky. The, the tricky part actually is matching up the physics with the the models. So the models themselves know nothing of the physics engine, and the physics engine knows nothing of the models. So you kind of have to build it out in the physics engine in, in kind of simple geometry. So the TV, for example, is a, is a thin rectangle with another thin rectangle for the base kind of attached to each other. Oh. And then you kind of have to get the size right. And then you have to tell 3JS that you want to have it on every tick of the, of, the, of, the, of the rendering. It needs to match its position in, in the 3D. So that's kind of how when, when, when the whole thing starts up, I have them actually placed a bit too high. So when the when the when when I turn on the physics and say run, everything just drops down a touch and <laughs> just bounces into the room because because the will just the physics is told. I told the physics to start a little bit high, and then all the all the all the three D models are just kind of matching. So they are um, aware of like a floor because physics just yeah. ha- has a floor. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, the floor was a bit. So I actually started this pen probably two years prior to actually kind of sort of <laughs> finishing it because yeah. I had a complete nightmare with getting the physics and the models matched up, and it was just kind of like I, I Christmas co pens are a bit weird because you you kind of got like a limited time frame to to finish because uh. you don't want to release a co pen for Christmas. In January, I was going to say, no like, what if you finished in in you know in the middle of summer or something, or could it could it have been the the Easter cannon at some point? <laughs> yeah, maybe I'd have changed it, but I kind of left it. I wasn't having much luck, and I kind of thought, well, I'll come back to this next year, um, and and I did, and I, I think I, I actually took yeah two years before I got back to it, and I kind of started from scratch, worked out a, a better way of kind of matching these things up, and. Yeah, so the, I had there was a sort of a running joke in my in my house about how like this I had this lamp, and it kept falling through the floor, and it kept like hitting invisible objects, and it was just like, how how's that lamp doing? It's like, oh, don't <laughs> talk about the lamp. Oh, I see there is no lamp present in the final version. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The lamp got the infamous lamp did not make it in. No, that's fine. It blows my mind that the the the, the that the models have nothing to do with the, the 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 physics of it. You'd imagine, I would imagine, those are that they're very friendly with each other. But so for this model to, to physically look like a TV or a couch and all that, that's the model sitting there. And then you had to essentially redraw a simple version exactly on top of it. Yeah, yeah. And actually, there's a there's a there's a, a line of code in 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 in, in the JS. If you uncomment, it's like a debug mode, and it, it throws in all the uh, simple geometry into right. the scene it's like a load of red boxes everywhere and you can kind of see how i've kind of it <laughs> it's up. like the outline one picks solid red trick it, for 3d yeah it's a, it's exactly that yeah because it's a complete nightmare for like because you know you've got this invisible physics thing which you can't see or inspect and then you've got these models which maybe are matching up so you kind of as you're making this physics object you kind of say right make a make a red cube the exact same size and we're just smashing together and that's where I, that's how i'm going to see stuff Oh, that's great. This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Netlify. Netlify is a brand new feature. It's called Scheduled Functions, which is great. You know, Netlify already helps you run your cloud functions. It can run them fast and hot. It can run them long and slow. You know what I mean? They have all kinds of products around their cloud functions. This is brand new that says you can run them on a schedule, meaning I want to run every day, every week to clean stuff up, every hour, whatever it is. I'll tell you, this is cool for me. 
I have a site called conferences.css-tricks.com, which lists upcoming conferences. And when the build process runs, it takes conferences that have already passed and puts them in an archive and makes sure that the homepage of the site is listing upcoming conferences. It's time-based. It's all code written into the build system. So all I got to do is trigger the build every day. I used to wire up third-party tools. I even pay to do it. I don't mind doing that, but that knowledge is baked into my head. It's kind of lost on the repo. Now this is like I can tell Netlify itself, please do this. I just, you know, it's like four lines of code in a function that just pings a URL that says Netlify to rebuild it. And it's now all that knowledge is baked into the repo. It's perfect for me. I love it, but there's all kinds of reasons of, you know, send my newsletter every week of new blog posts or whatever it is, all kinds of use cases. It's nice. They, they, they bought a company called Coral, which has helped produce this feature and all that. So they got a a blog post about that on the Netlify blog. I'll link that up in the show notes. But congrats on the release. It's really cool and immediately useful to me. So high five. Okay, so that comes together. And then and then you add sounds and there's a cursor and you know, there's all kinds of extra tricks to it. No wonder this took you forever. And this was purely, you know, you're just getting a kick out of this, right? You, this is, uh, cl- there's no client was begging for a Christmas cannon. No, no, it's not on the top of anyone's list of, of things <laughs> they need, but uh, <laughs> it, it should be. Of, it's on top of my list of things to make for sure. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's cool when something gets a, gets a life of its own in that way. All right. Well, that's Christmas canon. That was, that was a couple of years ago, but certainly, certainly endless entertainment for <laughs> loads and loads of people. Uh, fantastic. Do you do client work though? Is that, what's your life like? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I work for a creative agency now called We The Collective. Um, so oh, yeah, right. I'm, I'm back in the uh, creative agency world. I, I left for a little while. So I started off life in creative agency world. Uh-huh. And then and then and then I joined the big data data viz world for a little while, for quite a while actually. And, and now it's, it's nice to be back back to back to the creative creative agency work. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? What's that? I mean, so it's, it sounds like you're into it. But what does it mean? Is there is there like, you know, meet Don Draper stuff, sitting at convincing clients of, of interesting strategy and such. Are you so part? I'm, I'm working remotely at the moment. So, um, I don't get to, I don't get to involved with the client kind of, uh, side of things, but yeah, there's, um, uh, there's, you know, we, we work That's place, uh, create, well, so yeah, it is happening where I'm, I'm, I'm moving out to Canada, um, next month. So, um, uh, so oh, that's, that's really? exciting. yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. exciting. So, yeah, it's a bit well, stressful, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Get some. Yeah, thank you. Start um, don't don't return your boxes. You know, just keep them, flatten them. You're gonna need yes. those. <laughs> uh, and um, so yeah, so I'm I'm working very closely with the creator team, but I'm not working like super close with the with the, with the clients at the moment. But yeah, it's that's that's the cool. I, I like that process on its own, just like working really closely with 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 the creator team and making sure that their ideas get made. As yeah. they imagined them rather than, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like... Man, I'm envious of that world sometimes where there's so much, there's like a certain speed of, of ideas that have to happen, right? Because I'm sure your clients are, it's, they're not like, you know what, just if you can get to this in the next three years, that's cool. You know, that's not happening. There's, 
there's there's deadlines. Not that anybody like you know like relishes a deadline. I'm sure there's some people out there, but it gives you some you know it's got to get done. You know, it turns yeah. your brain on. Let's go, and then perhaps that work wraps up, and there's another client that's totally different. And that you have yeah. to do something new and that, that, that there's something kind of exciting about all that that's very different from the, the, the people like me, I guess, who do, you know, that do product work and that we literally are thinking three years out because we just kind of have to. And it's not that that's not exciting, but certainly isn't exciting as new project, new yeah. project, new project. And I, and I lived in, in, the, in the product world. That was like, it was just right. before this. So, so you know, I, had, I have experienced both. And then, you know, the disadvantage, advantages and disadvantages to both, you know, so. Yeah, right, right. Well, very few people end up. I feel like that's the most common thing is to bounce back and forth. Yeah, I think that's fairly natural to sort of, you know, do, do, do one thing and then kind of after, I mean, I, I did, yeah. I did the, the, the product thing for like a good eight years. So, you know, it was time to do something else. I mentioned your avatar. What was the deal with that? There was like this like massive grid of Steve's all over the place. And then <laughs> and then and then it was kind of a game to like find rare Steve's in a way. They weren't NFTs, I don't think. They were just regular. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, not NFTs, but 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 yeah, that was actually a bit of surprise how how people um how well that kind of went down. Like I kind of had this silly idea. I've always liked adding Easter eggs to things. I always like trying to hide like uh, little things. It's a bit like, um, it's a bit like what Marvel do. Like, and you can go to a Marvel movie and, and enjoy the movie just for what it is. But if you're like a super fan, you pick up on those tiny little details. Um, and I kind of like adding that kind of thing to, to stuff I build. So if you know to look for these like hidden Steve's, then, then you go look for them and you might find them. Um, yeah. uh, and that's like super fun. So yeah, I had this idea of, of sort of having, creating a collection of versions of my avatar uh, and then sort of just <laughs> hiding the URL in places. And, uh, and if someone like comes across his URL, they just go to it and it says, oh, well done, you found the actual Steve. And sometimes it's obvious because it's like a, you click on a picture of the, of, the, of the avatar and it then takes you there. Or sometimes it's just a code and you've got to kind of know what that code means to go to, to sort of know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, some people were like, it kind of really worked. Like some people really got into it and like it was, it was really nice. It was just like a fun little thing that I really enjoyed, like seeing who found it. And yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's 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 fun. I watched a YouTube video the other day of some, you know, this was like way back early web. There was some URL that just had a login screen on it and it was black and white and it like captured the attention of, you know, like early web forums and they were like looking at the HTML source core and they're pinging it and they're figuring out who it was registered to and it it had this element of a you know, a real web mystery. I'm not sure it was all like completely healthy, like yours are, you know, probably some <laughs> obsessives or some person that was the target of this search that didn't want to be, you know, necessarily. So, but it made me think, wouldn't that be fun to put together? And I mean, you've, you've actually done it here with your cool avatar game, but one that was like more involved, like a, you know, I you remember. Had to, yeah. I, I remember this. Um, there was a uh, a website for the TV series Lost, and it was this was years ago. Mm-hmm. Back it was like a Flash website, and it was it was it had this thing like where it, it came across as I can't remember what the company is. It's like Dharma Initiative or something in Lost. Yeah, it was the and, Dharma uh, Initiative so the, was the mysterious yeah. company with the. Yeah, right. Of so it was a website. Yeah. It was a website for them, 
And then, but, but like, as you like clicked around, you found mysterious things that kind of like, kind of like the website kind of broke and yeah, it was like, and that was like, I remember that being a whole thing where like you had to sort of like spend ages trying to sort of hack the website to try and work out what was going on underneath. And it was really cool. I, oh, I kind of inspired man. me for years. I wish that's so cool. Wouldn't that be like the greatest game? Like if they came to we the collective, you know, lost was rebooted or something. And that was the <laughs> yeah. way to launch the show was to do the, Remember the numbers like four, sixteen, eighteen, whatever. But you'd you'd do it like with you know, I don't know, a delay in ping responses or something weird. Oh, yeah, that would be yeah, so yeah. fun to work on. It, it was it was. I mean, that website was really cool. Like I, I don't, I you know, it's a long time ago now, so maybe it was it wasn't as cool as I remember it. Maybe I've kind of imagined something better, but it, it, I certainly rem- remember it. You know, I don't remember many websites from back then, so it worked. Yeah, the fact that it's stuck that's kind of a big deal helps the old brand especially if there's an element to mystery to the brand already which that was the whole deal with lost well animation has always been kind of a has been clutch for you in a way i'm not sure if that's how you think of it if that's just a natural aspect to digital design these days or whatever but um lots of you know green sock stuff and and then you had like a newsletter for a while that was all about animation so it sounds like you're kind of you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's how I kind of got into web development. So I actually, I didn't really, I didn't sort of start my career like with the intention of being a web developer. I wanted to be an animator. So I, I loaded up Flash oh. to, to learn um, frame by frame animation. Uh, and that kind of, as I started using Flash and I started realizing that adding code was quite easy, back, back, you know, back when you just kind of applied a bit of code to a button and told, the, the, the timeline to go to and stop at a certain place right uh, you know that kind of sort of learned code by mistake and it kind of just after a while there was like a moment where i was like i'm enjoying the code more than i am the, kind of the animation um but so yeah so i've oh. come in from like an animation kind of okay. background that was the desire to sort of learn that and then it sort of became became sort of like the the, the code became the, the creative outlet more than maybe the animation did you know, you've like so many code pen people, I'm not sure what the what the magic sauce is here, but a lot, you know, end up at, at least having Greensock be a part of their toolkit so regularly. I don't know if it's just because their library is just really good or if there's some community crossover in some way, but certainly you've been a user. Well, for me, it was because I learned it in Flash. It was a Flash library to start with. So I just, oh, no, I just, you go as... way back then. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So as we transitioned, as we all kind of lost Flash and we were kind of blindly walk, trying to de- rediscover what we were going to do with in this JavaScript world, um, there was this famili- familiar sort of plugin that kind of I knew already. So it kind of, yeah. I mean, it is, it is really powerful as well. It's not just because I'm familiar with it. It's, it, you know, it's a very powerful library. No, and where I was going with this to some degree is they, they're continually evolving and in all that. A couple years ago, this is one of my, you know, one of the greatest pens of all time by anybody's record, I would think, is you did this pen with airplanes. Again, I don't know if this was, I don't know if this one was, was client related or not. I guess it doesn't matter, but it's this just astounding kind of, you know, I think they call it scrolly telling these days as you scroll downward, you know, things are happening on the page, not necessarily parallax in this case, but like a literal model of a plane is kind of moving around and things are happening to the plane. And it's really kind of outstandingly classy looking. And Greensock is involved there in some way too, right? Yeah. So that's, that's a scroll trigger plugin, which is, which was like, a rev- revelation, really, because you could do it before with G- uh, with Greensock and uh, I think it was called 
scroll magic maybe i can't remember, yeah. exactly remember what it was but it was a bit clunky like it didn't they didn't they didn't work so well together like you had to do, to do a lot of effort to get them to work so when they released scroll trigger and everything kind of just worked out of the box it was really nice and what kind of the reason why i built this one is because as soon as i saw like what it could do i was like well this this becomes relatively simple i mean i you know you know it wasn't like again like you're loading in a model and right. then you're just using GSAP to just just animate it around, and 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 then you just say, look, just play. It's essentially a timeline. You you create a timeline in 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 GSAP and say, I want this model to move here, 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 here. Yeah. And then just just attach that animation, that timeline to the scroll. And okay. So of, in the just, grand scheme of things, for you, you look at this pen as not particularly like compared to the Christmas can, and this is. Yeah, I think it's certainly simpler. Um, the difficult thing with this one was the the transition between sort of like the the three D uh, sort of the plane flying, and then to the, like a blueprint kind of design, where then the yeah. model sort of stays still, the backgrounds sort of become sticky, and and then and then it's sort of rotating in a kind of wireframe view. Uh, that that transition was a little tricky, and that, you know, since since making that, I've learned better ways of doing it. But uh, oh, yeah, I think funny, that's, really. Yeah, I'm, every time I make a copen, like a, a week later, I want to remake it, but that's fine. I just have to move on. <laughs> it's astounding to me that it works so well um, on any screen size because it's like I, it's just a, a miracle of the layout that you chose, I guess. But you'd think things like this would be like very hard to make responsive, but no, in this case, somehow you've gotten it just right. So I think I think that might be because a lot of it is just standard HTML. Like uh, it's, the the 3D model is on its own, so it's got like it's like a transparent background, right. and everything else you're seeing is is just is just HTML. So it's just it's just acting responsively like 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 a normal HTML page would. Right, and you've kind of embraced the idea that when the plane overlaps the text, it's like kind of a cool and temporary thing. It's like yeah. It, it's yeah, yeah. okay that that's happening. It's actually kind of good yeah no i like it embraced. it's like when the, the yeah. clouds as well i think the clouds go over it as well and that's okay that's cool it's all part of it yeah and those are like almost like especially okay because they're a little transparent and it just ends up being mm. a cool thing it's like oh you know every frame of painting in a way this is this is like that that you could you could scroll down to any arbitrary point and kind of take a screenshot and be like yeah that could be a poster you know really beautiful in that way does this lead to more you know, I'm curious about how that works, you know, not especially now that you're back in agency work. Do you get a client that's like, yeah, just make do like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so not the, so much. The, yeah, not so much the 3D stuff, but the scroll trigger for sure. We've used it a whole bunch of times. It's it's yeah, it's it's become almost uh, well, I wouldn't say standard, but it's like if you, if you need anything other than like a, a complicated, a simple kind of fade in but that the, the uh, that a, an observer, um, a yeah. intersection observer could do, um, yeah, it's 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 what we reach for for sure. Yeah, you think the plane thing? Like if I, you know, if I was on the web team at team at Delta or whatever, I'd just be like, yeah, we want that. That should be our homepage. You know, yeah, <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler than what they have now. I'm sure. All right, well, great. So you're 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 back at it. And and the creative juices are are starting to come back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got a list, a list of things to make. So I just need to find a time now. It's not. It's oh, not so much nice. now. The, the desire's back. I just oh, we're kind of in the middle of moving country, so that's kind of putting it putting putting it on hold for a moment. But yeah, I have I I definitely have a desire to get back into it for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. 
I know. I know what that's like. You know, it's like a big life change. It's like everything's just on pause. Don't worry about yeah. it. You know, <laughs> come back in, <clears throat> in a different way. Well, just, well, good luck with that. Good luck with the new gig. I'm not sure it's that new, right? How new is it? I've been working for them for six months, seven months. Yes, it's not that new now. It's, I kind of feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I'm kind of settled now and I know what I'm doing. So it's nice. It's a good little team as well. So it's it's kind of, I feel like a really close-knit kind of, uh, of team. Yeah, fantastic. They even have a, a team on CodePen, I believe. So, yes, um, that's right, yeah. Yeah, long-time fans. That's fantastic. Um, well, good luck with the move. Good luck with the new job. I appreciate talking to you and sharing some of your, your creative uh, spirit and choices. Is there anything you want to tell people encouragement what if you want to be the next steve bill i i i often say like build random silly things i think that's a good way of kind of learning because you're not you can't just look it up you kind of have to kind of have to like just get stuck in and just just build it so that's kind of that's my that's my philosophy a lot of the time just build something a bit silly so i'd recommend people build more silly things i like it Maybe we'll work that and we'll put that at the top of the show notes, people. Build more silly things. <laughs> you heard it here from Steve. I uh, appreciate your time, man. Take care. Thank you for having me. Cheers.